back at it. Smoking the sky, this shit's on the hit like it's cracking it. The boy got rockin' the sleep at the top like a crack at it. Two X's just for the tech top, niggas put that it. Back at it. Yeah, back at it. Yeah, mess the boy up and I gave him the drip, let him go on. Yeah, and this is the things that I get, nigga, you tell me who on. Gotta go now, I can't pull on. I'm out of space in the ozone. In the spaceship, let it float on. Can't stop me now, nigga, hold on. Hello and welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. The song you just heard is Back At It by Gunna, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, James Green. So as most everyone probably knows, James recently announced to be returning to the mat once again. James was the man at 70 kilograms for six years, capturing world silver and bronze along the way. Along with his return to competing, James is also an assistant coach on the Nebraska staff, where James himself was a four-time All-American. So while James has all of these accomplishments on the mat, we touch more on who James is as a person. And it was a pleasure to peel back the layers and find out a little bit more about who James Green is. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy James Green. Couple, couple fun notes here. Um, one, I didn't know that you're actually a junior. You're James Green Jr. Uh, yeah, James Green the third. Yep. Oh, you're James Green the third. Yeah, yeah. My grandpa, my dad, and then myself. Really? Does anyone call you like James the third or? No, no, not really. Um, yeah, I've always just been James or, uh, so like, around my, my dad's side of family or people that know my, cause they're uh, from Jamaica. So typically they're like, who's, you know, whose son are you or family name? They're like, Oh, this is junior. Cause they know my dad. They're like, this is junior son. So it's, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or his nickname country, whatever. Yeah. Did you say your family's from Jamaica? My dad's side. Yes. Really? Yep. Um, they came over when they were like in high school and my my aunt was in middle school, so or yeah, middle school. Then mm-hmm. um, they were they moved and settled in New York, um, Brooklyn, and yeah, that's where my mom and my dad met. Mm-hmm. Had that's me the, and and you had you. Yeah, my sister <laughs> then uh, moved to Jersey when I was three. So I really? spent more time in Jersey, but most of my family is New York, um, New York, Jamaica, and then just come kind of up and down the East Coast. Gotcha. So do you have dual citizenship then with Jamaica too? No, not yet. I'm on. I'm honestly the only me and my sisters um, because of. So when I was ten, my dad uh, passed away, and mm-hmm. um they need uh, all like the process for that, you know, like everything's got to match and just kind of a hassle. And when we tried to do it, it was COVID and yeah. yeah. But I've, I've, I honestly, when I was back before they came out with 70 kilos, that was going to be my route. I was going to wrestle for Jamaica. So um, really? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about just because at that time before 70 kilos, I was wrestling 65 kilos before they changed the weight. Or 66. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the day before weigh-in. So Olympics and then, like, being in school, I'm like, man, I don't want to, you know, 
have to worry about. And I was training with JB, so I was like, well, mm-hmm. let me cut down. I I can focus on my folk style and then um, have a shot and the opportunity to wrestle at World Championships and Olympics. And then, little do you know, they come out with 70 kilos. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm in there. So yeah, it just worked out. Dang, yeah, perfect for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing, uh, the funny story I I heard, well, you actually told it. Speaking of social media, um, it was on Twitter. I think it was this year at Nationals, right before oh, yeah. it started. I I thought that was one of the funniest stories oh, yeah. I've ever heard um, about you and the balls you had as a true freshman to do this. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, that was, yeah, the haircut story. And I, I, I got to follow up with the, someone that reached out to me and said, you know, wrestling, obviously we're not one of the premier sports as far as like football and basketball national championships and stuff like that. But, um, it's something as far, as far as when we all come down for NCAAs to have something like that set up for the athletes. So, barbershop or something or just to give an opportunity for some local barbers to display their skills and help out to some teams or athletes that need it some people don't care others Mm -hmm. um like myself (laughs) they do want to look fresh for the tv and look good feel good and wrestle good um all goes into it but that was uh a funny time just because yeah i was so serious like i need this haircut i can't everything else after that can wait um wrestling is not for a couple more days i I didn't cut weight so it wasn't a big deal for me but obviously now that i'm a coach i i i definitely understand <laughs> <laughs> i want I want the athletes to be better and more responsible but mm-hmm. hey at this, on that same on the other side i'm like hey you got to do what you got to do to get get it done. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I've been wa- I've been rewatching the Last Dance, you know, and and not trying to compare you to Dennis Rodman, but like you know, <laughs> at the same time, you you need you need to have a little bit of leash with your athletes and know, yeah, this is important to him, and you know, I trust he's going to come in and get this workout in, and but if he needs to go get a haircut, if that's important, then. <laughs> hey, no, you know, okay. Uh, so how long did it take for Brian Snyder to talk to you? Well, um, it probably would have been long, longer if we didn't have nationals. Um, so he had no choice but to, but he was, <laughs> he was pretty heated. You know, you, you got the, as a coach, you got the expectation. And mm-hmm. I think just there's, if anybody knows me, there's, you know, I'm going to listen and I'm going to, I'm going to be respectful, but at the same mm-hmm. time, <laughs> at the same time, I could definitely be stubborn. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I was going to do. And I think just kind of knowing, you know, knowing me is like, there's n- nothing that he could have said or mm-hmm. it happened. It's time to move forward. He's going to be pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we can learn from it. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, like even, even when I was younger and I was at Fargo, another story, I, you know, I fell asleep at Fargo. It's like, that stuff is not going to make me panic or flustered or I'm not going to be bothered. So mm-hmm. you could say everything, you could be yelling at me and I'm just going to be like, okay, all right. The, the mm-hmm. sun's going to go come up, you know, 
next day we're on to the next thing. So I'm not really worried. I got a thing, you know, be here now on my arm tattooed. And that's just kind of how I live my, like to live my life. I can't worry about what happened before, um, what's going to happen. I'm just living in the moment and accepting things as they come and deal with it when it presents itself. So you can either let it fluster you or deter you or keep moving forward. So, and at wow. that point, that haircut, it kept me moving forward and I was all American. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what you were kind of alluding to just talking now, like you can't really yell at you. What, how would you coach yourself? I mean, it almost um, like you just let your, you know, as a coach, you would just let yourself or let, you know, James Green do his thing because he knows what he's doing and give him maybe a, a push here and there, but you can't really get in his face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, I just think it's a, a, a respect thing. And mm-hmm. um, my whole thing is that I'm a, there's no, re- you could be frust- frustrated. And I know, especially it's weird to say being that Manning was coaching me, you know, and Manning has all the high energy mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, that you can present yourself with that high energy and you can fire me up. I'm I'm listening. That's that's my thing. Like I'm listening. You mm-hmm. know, your tone, if you're yelling or if you're quiet, I'm listening. As long as I can obviously hear you, there's 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 no need to yell. I feel like um and that's not gonna fire me up. Obviously everyone's different, but for me, mm-hmm. um let's let's keep it calm, let's keep our composure, there's no need to panic. I'm fine. Um, and I think that helps and translates to my wrestling just because um, a lot of times you see whether you get, you might go out and you get taken down and oh, some people are showing it on their face and they're, mm-hmm. they're panicking or they start tensing up and um, you just got to take it as it comes and, you know, don't let anyone take you out to your zone. Um, and again, I take that in, in my life and, and on the mat in wrestling and I think a lot of people could tell you that there's there's not too many things that's going to, you know, fluster me or make me frustrated. Or, um, and I, at the same time, I'm a competitive person. I'm it's it's weird. I don't know how to explain it. You have to ask someone else. It's weird. It's it's funny thing. But um, I don't think there's too many people like <laughs> like me. So one on one. Yeah, it is an interesting combination how you can be ultra competitive, but yet be still really calm and and not be rattled you don't see that too often have you always been that way um yeah i believe so it's and um i think it just because a lot a lot of it comes from yeah i've said it before i think a few times but you know um my dad passing away when i was 10 and my mom, she's having to raise me and my sisters, you know, um, not by herself. We had a lot of help and family and friends, but to see her, at least she, she didn't show it, right? She she might have expressed it in her own way or behind closed doors or something, but you have all these things going around, but you're still able to show up, um, get things done. Obviously, we had a, a house of lights on, you know, she's going to work. And I I, I don't want to make it seem like we were struggling. We were far from it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of other people that probably worse situations than me. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that just being in that situation has attributed to 
my calmness and not and being able to keep my composure and also um good family friend of ours just Bob Acosta having that just that light sense of humor and um being able he he had his own business and I've seen him deal with a lot of things that either went his way didn't go his way but he never faltered never he he now he might have yelled he might have got mad but <laughs> He handled it better than I think most people would. And I'm like, man, if he can do all this and or my mom can do all these things and um, not really complain or I shouldn't be I shouldn't let anything deter me or make me frustrated because, yeah, at the end of the day, things could be a lot worse. Things could be so much worse than, you know what I'm going through or what, what just happened, whether it's me missing a practice, getting a haircut. Oh, things would be so much worse than that. I, I could have flunked out of, I don't know, you know, flunked out of school or got yeah, hurt sure. or I'm still here. I showed up. <laughs> I just got a haircut. You know, I'm still at nationals. I, I made weight. I didn't miss weight. So uh, I think keeping that mindset, it just, you know, I, I can't let anything bother me. Um, my, my, there's someone out there, unfortunately, probably in a worse situation than I could be in. So I just got to keep my head up and be positive about where I'm at and keep moving forward mm-hmm. and be here now. How do you, and, and maybe you've kind of already answered this in a way, but how do you not let something bother you? I mean, the ups and downs I'm sure you've had throughout your career, injuries, losses, big time losses, big time wins. So it's like, how are, how do you, you know, the loss of your dad, you know, you've dealt with your fair share of adversity and sure. Some people may have had it worse, but you've also had some bad things happen. Yeah. You know, um, how, you know, I think kind of stay even keel about it. I, I, a lot of times, and it's funny because um, me and my wife, we, we kind of go, I'm so relaxed and she's more like, Oh, this is this and that. And we, <laughs> she, it's like a little joke because she's like, I don't know how you do it, but you stay mm-hmm. so calm. And I, for me, it's the first thing is like, you sit down and you're just like, what, is there anything that I can do about this situation right now? Is, you know, panicking is not going to make it better. If we're on this interview right now and the lights in this building just went out or the power, everything just cut. I'm not going to, oh, I, I can't fix it. There's not, I cannot fix this situation. I cannot panic and it's not going to help. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out or look. Is the power on over here? Power on, you know, I'm not going to run around. If I went out and my, my the tire on, on my car was flat and I, well, I don't, if, do I have a spare? Okay, I can fix this. Let's, let's get mm-hmm. it. I'm not, oh no, I don't have a, I don't know how to get a spare. What am I going to do? I got to walk home or I, it's like, okay, take one step at a time, breathe. And I, I feel like I've just been like that um, in wrestling too. You know, I've had my fair share of losses. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the first thing athletes want to do, and I've been there, it's like, I got to fix, I, I'm, my condition, I got tired that match. I got to go to the room right now and freaking run a 10 miles and bike and then do sprints. And it's like, no, that's not going to fix the situation that happened or whatever in that match, in that moment, going, rushing into the room, built up anger and mad and pissed off is not going to change 
that outcome. So um, sit back, soak it in, you know, think about how you can make your adjustments and then you bring that into the next day. And a lot of times you even see it in practice where somebody might not have a good practice and they're like, oh, I'm going to stay after and I'm going to, that practice came and went. It, you're you doing this. It's, it's all fine and good. Yeah, you're, you're getting some mm-hmm. extra reps in, but it's not going to change what happened. You might have got dogged out for the past 10 minutes and that happened. Think about it. Let it don't Don't, oh, I need to fire off 10 more reps and knock out some sprints. And it's like, no, change your attitude, soak it in, just come back to practice the next day and have a good one. So um, I think that's just kind of how I think about it. It's like, can I fix this problem right now? No. How can I fix it to make it better next time? How can I prepare myself? What's the next step? A lot of time people just panic. They're just like, ah, and then they make the situation worse. Oh, I got a, I got a flat tire tire outside. How do, how do I fix this? I'm going to just take it off myself. People, some people don't even know how to change tires. They mess up their tires, screw up the bolts, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you just make the situation worse. So, um, step by step, taking it, taking it one step at a time, assess the, you know, um, problem and go from there. Wow. And that's something you kind of learned from observing your mom over the years. Uh, my mom and then my mentor, Bob, you know, it's like, mm-hmm he had his own business and his business was um, he had a party rental business, tents, tables and chairs and moon bounces. And it's like, you hear customers, you know, they're the one that are bringing the product. Obviously it's their party. They're freaking out. It's like, man, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm over here 10 minutes away from you. There's traffic. There's nothing that I can do right now. That's going to, I know you want me to be there. Mm-hmm. maybe you need two more, five more chairs. That's not my problem. I'm going to help you. I'm going to go out my, you know, I'm going to do what I can, but you yelling at me or whatever is not going to help this situation. It's not mm-hmm. going to make me do anything any faster. We're going to get off this phone. I'm going <laughs> to hang up. I'm going to go get the extra table or whatever. And then I'll see you in 10, 15, 20 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, so seeing that and how you deal with that stuff. Um, yeah. Cause you got, and Manning always says it, you can only control what you can control. So, and I think that's another big thing to live by control, what you can control. There's some things out of our hands that we can't control. Um, and the things that we can control, that's what I'm looking to do. Right. I drop my phone, break my screen. Okay. I, I don't know how to fix phone screens. Let me not panic. I know I need my phone. Let me, see where the next where the phone repair guy is how you know some people might get mad about the prices or something but it's like what can you broke your phone you got to do it this is what you got to do so i don't know it's just how i look at it and um what i've observed especially with i think that bob is a good example just because again people have their problems they bring it to you it's like okay i can't do nothing i'm gonna control what i can control you can control what you control and let's see what we can make happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how do you try to implement that into, you know, like your athletes now? So now that you're back at Nebraska or you were development coach with USA wrestling, like some people are the complete opposite of that. Like yeah. how do you kind of talk them off a ledge, if you will, or kind of rein them in? Well, um, 
I, I, I get that. And I understand that some people are, they might need a little pep talking. You can get, you can kind of get on there as far as their energy and hype them up and, um, feed into it. I, I think it's, it's just so different. Um, and really there's a difference of what's going in to that match hype. I, I, I can get hype. I'm excited for the guy. I want, I want you to run through a brick wall. And I know that some people you, you like to, you know, be on 110% and hyped up high five, jumping off the walls, espresso shots, whatever <laughs> thousand sprints. But, um, and that's when it's going good, right? Everyone's <laughs> different when it's, there, you got this game plan and you go out, you execute it great. But then it's how you deal with it when that doesn't work, right? When we're facing adversity and dealing with difficulties, some people, yeah, they they want to go out there and they just want to get to the next match. They want to, they don't even want to think about it. It's like, no, you have to sit back, relax, breathe. It's okay. That's, that's like one thing I think that, it, you know, a lot of athletes or people just need to hear. It's like, it's okay. This is not the end of the world. Yes, you lost a match or yes, you didn't get the uh, major. You didn't get the pin. It's okay. You know, what can we do to make sure this doesn't happen again? We're not feeling this feeling, um, how to execute it better um, or even to elevate our game plan. Yeah. Sometimes you want to go out and freestyle, you know, you want to go out there and get that perfect match or get that extra point. Well, it just takes a little bit more. And um, I think in all that chaos, um, finding that almost like the eye of the storm, the calm, uh, to be able to hear it. Because some people, they're so locked in that uh, it goes in one ear and out the other when they're in the moment. Um, and the coachable guys, they they are able to um, – you know, take what you say and dissect it, especially from coming from freestyle, you know, you have 30 second break to download that information that you're giving them to go back out there. Um, and to make the adjustment is, is special. And it takes a great athlete to do that. And then a great coach. So some people that go out there and they're just yelling, Oh, you got to get in your stands. You got to use your hand, you know, but um, each athlete is different. Um, some people, they just want the keywords, move, move your hands, stay low. You're doing a great job. And some people want a little bit more. And um, I feel like coming back here to Nebraska, I'm learning the guys as we go each day. And as we get closer to competition, um, I'll get to kind of really understand what gets them going. Um, in the room, everybody's going right now. Everyone's fired up, right? Where there's built up emotions. You you're wrestling the same guy for the past couple of weeks, so um, it's cool to see. And I'm actually looking forward to our first um, competition because, yeah, from person from the wrestling room to the competition, it's a different person, and you get to see um, who's been putting in the work and in the room, right? Who's going to bring mm-hmm. that that room effort to the competition side so it's exciting to see and these guys have been doing a lot a great job and um since i was here from being on the team to now it's it's you know night and day um just the culture and the attitude and the energy throughout the room it's 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 cool to see 
Yeah. So kind of tailored it back a little bit to your attitude and, you know, even as an athlete, were you a little bit of a challenge to the coaches because? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, definitely a challenge just because, um, yeah, I was stubborn and I got better with that being, being on the coaching side too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like I was stubborn just because, you know, when you're, when you're, you're coming from, I guess the background, like I, I coming up, I had my Willenboro wrestling club and then I would just go to a bunch of rooms. So I never really had, um, that personal coach, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then once I did, I had Mike Cole. He, he's, he was a high school coach back when I was coming up, Kyle Brewer, um, the Scott and family. But those are, you know, it's a difference from going from a big team practice and everyone's going through it then to those kind of individualized or one-on-ones or just kind of gearing towards what you do best practices. And I think that's where I kind of struggled coming to Nebraska at first is like, we're doing all these practices and it's like, well, I don't wrestle like this. I'm going to do, you know, I want to do it like this, this way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out here. And um, that's kind of where we had our, our struggle with, I would say. And um, also just the, the communication part. I, I was, it kind of bit me in the ass a little bit when I'm saying, you know, being a little bit more reserved because the coaches have 30, 40 guys to worry about. And I'm like, Mm, this this I'm struggling with this I'm struggling with that but I'm still I'm still having success right but I know I'm I'm struggling here but I don't want the coaches to think that I'm a problem I don't want them to feel like they have to worry about what's going on with my wrestling I'm doing well but this is really bothering me mm-hmm. and um I feel like yeah that's kind of the negative side that I was dealing my communication part like this is happening, you know, my mom. So my mom is dealing with three kids and well, I don't want to be a burden to her. So let me figure this out myself. So that's what mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of bought to my wrestling is like, mm, I'm struggling here. I don't want them. I don't want to waste time uh, or take the uh, team, you know, take the coach's attention away from the team to figure it out. So let me figure it out. So stuck on there and then they're like, you know, showing them my wrestling there. Well, like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. I got it. It's cool. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. So, um, yeah, that was a, a struggle, big struggle with with my with myself and the coaches. And um, I think they would tell you the same kind of thing. Um, I've had a lot of talks with Snyder or Manning, just one on one, and even in there, it's like, hey, we're noticing this or that. And I'm like, oh no, it's all right. I'm I'm good. I'm just kind of thinking about this or that but not really expressing that, no, I am, I am really struggling in the room or I'm struggling in this part of my life or in, in the school and whatnot. So um, as a coach now, I think the way to have the communication and to get that out of an athlete and just to know that, well, yeah, I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's no bad question, wrong answer. You know, there's, um, a lot of ways to go about it. And yeah, me leaving Nebraska, I kind of got better at that 
because I'm going like me leaving here to go to Virginia Tech. Well, now the whole room doesn't know who I am, so I can't just sit back and be reserved. And I got to be more vocal. Got to say this is what I like to do. This is what I don't like to do. I think this is what works, you know. Um, and that just that alone helped me grow even more as a wrestler. Um, so yeah, I was definitely stubborn one, um, had to overcome that. And, uh, I think to my athletes or anyone that's going to listen to this is communication is key and it's definitely a two way street. So, um, your coaches and those around you are definitely there for you. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, but you, you kind of said there at the end, I was, I was actually curious as you were saying all this, like, did it ever start to click for you at Nebraska? But it sounds like you were kind of that way at Nebraska. And and then when you left is when you realized, Hey, I probably need to speak up a little more. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I, I feel like as a, as a, an athlete or, you know, as a young adolescent person, you go to college and you're getting out of the house, you want to do whatever it takes. So the, you know, your parent, your coach, they're not on top of you. So that's what I felt like when I was wrestling. It's like, well, I don't want them to think that they need to be on top of me or they have to be, you know, standing over top of me. Like I want them to trust that I can get this done, that I can do whatever they're, putting on my table or setting out for me to do that. I'm going to get it done. Um, it might be hard, but don't worry about it. I got it. And I feel like it just wasn't the best way to go about it. Um, and I figured that out. I, I, I mean, honestly, I had, uh, a lot of things that went into it. Like, um, one, my career here and just like dealing with the injuries and stuff like that is like, kind of that that battle that athletes play like what's going are you how are you feeling are you hurt are you do you want to wrestle and it's like no i'm fine don't worry you know i'm tough i'm i can wrestle through this or um it's just a little little nagging injury or something like that all you know the combination of just all that going into um my career and talking, being able just to communicate with the coaches. Uh, that was a big hurdle for me. So because I wanted to be, I didn't want to miss out on an opportunity of um, what I knew I could do, you know? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't want to sit back or miss miss out on a chance, you know, to be an All-American or to be a national champ. I, no, I gotta, I just gotta figure this out. Gotta wrestle or I gotta do the extra stuff, take care of my body. Um, but I don't want to step away right now. I'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Don't worry. So that's just kind of what I was, uh, what I would say I went through here um, in Nebraska. And then also kind of, it was like up and downs, roller coaster career of mine, because yeah. you have your bad days and then you're having your, your good moments. So it was like a little bit of that, like, well, I've been here before. I know. I can get back to where I was. Then you get in there and then you might have a little setback and then you're like, oh man, setback, but it's okay. I know that I can get back or I can get back on the top of that roller coaster and get to where I need to be. So 
trusting in the program and then setback and then little injury. So it was just like a bunch of stuff. But I, 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 my belief in the people here and those around me, my support, um, never faltered or wavered. So I think it just kept me going and, um, really me just being able to communicate again, that was just a big, big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about Tyler Weida. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I recall Tyler wrestling in high school cause I'm from Iowa. He's from Iowa. I watched him wrestle at Belle Plaine. And so when he landed out here, I was like, wow, really? In what, what are the odds, you know? And, uh, man, how did you go, you know, with your injuries, not communicating with that guy? Cause he just seems like he is like almost, oh man, he's like a wizard or like, he's like a mental magician. Yeah. So how did well, you I feel? <laughs> I feel like with Tyler that he was like my communication. So I communicated to him and then he would communicate with, to the coaches, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think that was just kind of because I knew that was his job like okay hey <laughs> I I feel like this but I, I'm still I still want to you know what do I need to do to take care of this but I want to be able, able to go out there and wrestle mm -hmm. and as it was just one of those things where I was just a little too tough for my own good um that I could communicate those things, but then go and practice or go in competition and you would not be able to tell. Right. So it's like one of those things, like, what are you going to do? It's, uh, cause he, he's out there, he's wrestling fine. But in, in reality, he's freaking feels like crap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I, again, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but, as far as me communicating with him, I I think I had no problem because I knew that one I believed in the process of the rehab, mm -hmm. um, and that if I followed the plan, then I would feel better. But again, it was like just one of those things where you have your I didn't want to miss out. I did not at any point in my career. For example, you know I. Throughout my whole career, I dealt with injuries, and I, I think I've said it before, but, um, you know, that 2015, my senior year, I felt I, I had a string of losses back-to-back. -back. Um, I think, I, like, I lost to Martinez. I lost to Isaac Jordan. I, like, just was losing. I lost to Ness. Um, I think I took third at Big Tens. Like, went into Nationals, you know, lost in the semis, took third my senior year. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then I go and I make the world team. So it was like that. It's like that, you know, you, you have your, I felt bad. I was still able to wrestle, but then I'm finding myself on a world team. It's like, well, I don't want to miss out. I, I got to keep, I got to figure this thing out. So what can we do? And like, that's really where the communication started. It's like, I can't, obviously I just had a whole career kind of, grinding it through. So how can we tailor the practices or the workouts to where I don't feel like that? And then, yeah, I mean, I 2015 bronze, um, 2016 Olympic year missed out, but 2017, I see myself in the, I'm in the finals of world championships. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of, that's where I really started communicating because freestyle is 
it's less of a grind than folk style. Folk style, you're mm-hmm. like back to back. You're wrestle Friday on the road, wrestle maybe Saturday, Sunday, you know, and you're yeah. back doing it again the next week. So not really too much time to kind of recover and take care of what you need to. But it, when, once I hit the freestyle scene, it's like, okay, we know this. I'm competing at the end of the month. We need this many workouts. Um, and that's where I, I grew as an athlete in my communication. Um, and that took time with Weta too, because there was times where, you know, he's like, hey, you got to show up for this rehab. And being who I was, I'm like, ah, I ain't showing up. Or you got class or you, it's too early. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a little battle in the beginning. But then, um, you know, once you – after a couple rehabs and doing that and you're like, wow, my, I'm, I'm better. My wrestling's doing this. This is working. This is making me better athlete. So uh, then you start to buy in and he does a great job of that, getting you to buy in and believe in the process. So mm-hmm. that's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, um, did you play him or beat him in, in FIFA or was it 2k? So we, yeah, we, uh, <laughs> We are competitive in all things. <laughs> so he, uh, when I got here, we actually got here at the same time, but then like towards the end of when I graduated and, uh, or not even graduated, but when he was still in school, I'd always bring my PlayStation on the road. And um, I don't even think I played people a couple of times, but he was really big into soccer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's like when it all started, he used to really kick my butt. Um, in FIFA and then I like I said I'm real competitive real competitive it's like one of those things where you're like all right well I'm gonna dedicate dedicate time to freaking getting good at this game and I'm gonna beat mm-hmm. you and then that's how it started so we play FIFA bags freaking golden tea um, everything mm-hmm. it's non-stop our our wives it's a hate love, uh, love hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about, you know, you, I was kind of thinking, we were talking about how, you know, you, you had your run at NCAA Blazer senior, you got third, and then you found yourself on a world team. Like, did you surprise yourself? I mean, throughout your career, did you surprise um, yourself at times? No, it, and I, I honestly, that's just like, one of those things that goes back to like not missing out and just with the injuries and having the ups and downs, I guess you could say, all right. I mean, yeah, I, a little bit, a little bit of both, not, not surprising, but it's just like, when you think, go back and think about it, it's amazing that I did it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like maybe yeah, you didn't surprise yourself, but you're like, wow. Yeah. Like, wow. I, I did it. I could. Yeah. I, and like thinking back on how I used to feel and, like I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but I I knew I I was capable, but just because I was having I were, I had the success, you know, like I made a university team twenty thirteen um was my first one, and if you look across wrestling or sports in general, especially with the age level stuff, it's like if you're competing against the people your age or your age group, like you're always going to compete against those people. And I was like at the top for, you know, you said you or universities, I made that team. And then that same year or 2014, I took second. I was behind Maribel on the ladder. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm already right there for the senior. Um, 27 or 2014, I was a university rep for 70 kilos. And then 
yeah, the very next year I was on the world team. So I kind I was consistently getting better and I knew it was just a matter of time. Um, and I felt like throughout my whole career, that's just kind of how it was. So, you know, when you're not, I wasn't the guy that was winning everything growing up. Um, but I was always right there. So I, I knew it was possible. And I think that just kind of helped me throughout my career. Like, Hey, you're right there. You're chipping away. Keep at it. Um, and your time will come. Mm-hmm. So I guess let's start with the origin then. That, like, why even start wrestling to begin with? Did, was your family into it, or did you um, just have a lot of energy? That's a story I hear quite a bit. Kids have yeah. A lot of so we had, you know, like most people, our football season. Um, my town, where I'm from, Willingboro, New Jersey, we had the youth football program going on. Um, in the fall or summer going into the fall and um the family that ran our wrestling program their son and my one of my good friends um we actually had kindergarten class together and then we were on the same football team and then um yeah it was coming around wrestling season and the dad he's putting flyers on the cars and um he's like hey you guys after football season come on out and i was told my dad like no i'm I don't want to wrestle. I'm playing football. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to go to, at that time, I, would, I always thought about going to Ohio state, being a running back stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, back when you could play NCAA football. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, that's how I got started. But I, I feel like as a younger kid, when I was shoot six years old, I was, I was really athletic. So I took, I was, I mean, Every kid says they're good at football, but mm-hmm. I I was a running back. I was pretty fast. I ran track. Um, so like I just like a lot of sports that I did, or if anything that I did, I was I could be athletic at it. Mm-hmm. So wrestling, it really clicked for me. Um, my first year of wrestling, you know, went to Christmas tournaments, won that, um, and then we we had a we had a league from where I'm from, like just kind of whole county, you like my town, you know, the the towns would get together. You kind of pair up the wrestlers and all over the weekend and you guys wrestle like one day. Mm-hmm. But when we did, when we did stuff like that, my dad would always make me wrestle bigger, bigger guys. So I, I lost, but I got to learn how to wrestle, how to kind of adjust and use my mm-hmm. body. Then by the time I wrestled kids my size, I'd, I'd be beating them up. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like just kind of right away, I it clicked, and I'm my dad never wrestled, so he got all into it, you know. <laughs> um, so we started traveling, and um, yeah, I, I think that was that was really the origin of that. We started because my my club they never they just did that, you know. They did the their little it was called the Grapevine League. Uh, I'm not sure how many teams, but it was from South Jersey. So pretty much like about maybe five counties. I don't even know, but a lot, it was like a lot of different younger kids and throughout my whole from six through high school, you're wrestling these kids um, still communicate with some people just because they're, you know, they fans of wrestling and um, they still follow the sport. So um, to have success in that. And then uh, I mentioned running in and meeting my, our family friend, Bob Acosta, Mm -hmm. Um, because that's where I really started 
my eyes started opening up to the wrestling world because my dad, again, I started at six. My dad passed away when I was 10. But mm-hmm. even in that short time, we we did a lot as far as going to different events, traveling for wrestling. Um, and I, he had, we met Bob from a wrestling event and he realized, he's like, man, this kid is good. He's got to get out and about and he can't just stay in this little grapevine league. So mm-hmm. we started going everywhere, traveling. And um, at the time, I, you know, I didn't wrestle. I didn't, a lot of kids or people that come from wrestling families they they watched the olympics or they saw someone they're like oh i want to i never had those aspirations but my i was just wrestling to go get Yu-Gi-Oh cards and pizza and cupcakes at the events um and yeah obviously the trophies but there was never like oh i'm gonna go be an ncaa champion oh i'm gonna be an olympic champion um i didn't start doing that until high school um, even just following the sport, I was again just wrestling. Um, and then when I got to high school, that's when I started kind of becoming a fan of it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. who's this guy? Who's that guy? Um, man, I want to go uh, wrestle against this guy. I wanted to make myself better or to prove myself to just the competition. Um, and also, like, my school, we yeah, there's no wrestling. Like I'm, I'm the first, only last state champ of my high school. So, no kidding. Yeah, they don't have wrestling anymore. So, um, to go from that, you know, in the season and wrestling, like we weren't hitting the beast of the east or Iron Man or stuff like that. So I didn't have any exposure, and I'm like, man, I want to wrestle against the best. I want to mm-hmm. prove to people that. I can wrestle with everyone in the country. You know, I deserve to be up there with these people or whoever. My mom's getting into it. She's looking at message boards <laughs> and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that was just really how it all got started. And I, the wrestling community, so it's it's big but small. You know, you you run into the same people over the weekends. They're asking how you doing. Yeah. Um, then the the team duel stuff. Hey, you should join our team. So I got a lot of exposure and a lot of help from people, um, but primarily Bob Acosta. He took me around. Um, Scott and family got me started. Um, and they're still actually running the junior program, which is pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, for a long time, just kind of wrestling, which was great. Um, mm-hmm. And, hey, long story short, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would never have thought that I'd even be doing this, especially – you know, as you're going through high school, like at one point, my mom asked me, what are you going to do? You know, after you're done, high, I, I don't know. I thought I was just going to go to Rutgers or something or I didn't see myself being a division one athlete just because coming from Jersey, that one, you know, state tournament, uh, I didn't win it until my senior year. So going into my junior year, I never made the finals. I haven't won. I'm like, colleges don't take guys like that you got to be multiple Mm -hmm. three uh you know two three times state champ so um yeah my junior year that's when i i dialed in and flow wrestling was getting big and i hit some events where they were at and it was it was just all timing just crazy so Mm -hmm. when did you put the dream to bed of being an ohio state running back (laughs) <laughs> my eighth grade year when I really? was 105 still. 
going into my freshman year in high school, I thought I was going to be a 103 pounder. And then I hit a little growth spurt. So Mm -hmm. I went from 105 to 125. And I was still okay. I, at that point. I still was like, "Oh no, I'm I'm not playing football anymore." And <laughs> that, actually, that was the end of that. Yeah, even before that, it was. Um, so what happened? There was a problem because when I my my dad's side of the family, when I was in kindergarten all the way to kind of like when he a little bit after he passed, we you know the school school would let out and then we would go Jamaica for the whole summer. Like I'm just there. really. Yes, they and my grandparents and uh, my grandparents had a farm or have a farm. So we go there and we'd be there the whole summer. So when I come back, football was already going. And mm-hmm. I, you know, again, you're playing with the same kids that the coaches know you. I'm, hey, I play running back. I play cornerback. They're like, oh, you, you know, you miss practices. You got to do that. So, which is right. It's It's the right thing to do. But at the same time, all right, I didn't. It's not like I missed practice on purpose. Like, come right. on. so anyway, I, it just got to a point where, like, all right, I'm just done I, because I'm not going to not go to Jamaica. And then, uh, yeah, once I, it, it just worked out better anyway. Yeah, summertime, go have fun, come back, get ready for wrestling season. Um, and then that's how that went. That's mm-hmm. how, and then I, with track, I stopped running track just because I hated for going out and waiting for your race event in the heat. You're like, man, this take forever just to run a couple races. Yeah, yeah. I just like, all right, I'm gonna dial in on wrestling. And um, we actually had a good team going into my high school. High school, we won districts one year, and we had a um, couple district champs, um, and then you know, a couple state qualifiers but me and um tyler scott and we were the the better of the two guys and he got to the finals twice i got to the finals um and won it the one year so you know it was like just the i had i had good partners for that time Mm -hmm. um to keep me going so it was good yeah so then i guess that begs the question how'd you end up at nebraska then you know if you thought hey maybe i'll just go to rutgers I mean, um so a good school yeah uh my again back to my junior year that's when i kind of started having some progress or just again my whole career i wasn't winning but i was right there um i went out to east Stroudsburg. i took third there as a junior in high school and then i started like talking to penn state started talking to just local schools i really wanted to um i was thinking about going to maryland just because i have some family in dc it was close to home mm-hmm. um but nebraska they brian snyder um manning they reached out and what happened was my family friend bob he he was all about like <laughs> he's like hey we got to get you in a room where people are beating you up you like so i'm like all right He's like there at this time, Easton was they're still they were like a powerhouse and he's taking me to Easton or he's taking me to Delaware. They had some good guys. Um just traveling different rooms. But anyway, Brian Snyder's from Easton. I went there to the club practice and I was wrestling with their kids and um Coach Powell's like, Hey, you gotta check this guy out. He's pretty good. And that's kinda how that started. Um but my junior year, again, being that laid back, that was also 
I went to Fargo. I fell asleep when I'm supposed to get recruited. And it was like, oh, I'm definitely not getting recruited now. So uh, <laughs> coaches don't want that, want that around their team. So it's like, uh, yeah. And then I went to Super 32 my senior year. I, Snyder came out and I lost in the finals. I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm definitely not getting recruited now. There goes that. So it was like, um, but they, you know, they never um, backed off or, they stayed in my corner and they're like, we think you can be the guy. We, you know, we see you as a 157 pounder. And other schools were like, you're, cause I wrestled 140, 145, um, mm-hmm. my junior and senior year. So they're like, oh, you're 41, 49. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> then they're like, oh, you're a 57 pounder. I'm like, all right, say less. <laughs> but yeah, that's how, and then I, at that time it was like, Again, you're not, you know, I go from not really having success to start having success. And then people start reaching out like, oh, we want you to come here. And you're like, well, it's too late. You guys, now you see me, Nebraska is already kind of committed to me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need to see anything else. I know I'm going to Nebraska. I took some visits just because my mom wanted me to, but um, I knew I was going to go to Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you have a sense you were going to start as a true freshman when you got there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, sure. uh, so I, I guess I, I didn't have a sense. I was just confident that mm-hmm. right. I'm like, yeah, I don't need the red shirt. I'm going to be, a, I'm going four years straight right into the lineup and then I got here and I was like damn I think I picked the wrong school I it was a rough couple weeks of, um they do a summer bridge program and it was just hell for me getting beat up every day um literally by our 33 pounder 41 pounder at the time like I was waking up soaking wet 157 and I was just getting beat up every day I I mean I was scrapped but it was just not right. like oh I'm not I'm not ready to start. I'm not ready. I, I couldn't get off bottom. Um, and then after that, went home for a week or two and I came back and I don't, I literally have no idea, but something started clicking and I'm getting takedowns. I'm wrestling better. It just made sense to me. And um, still I'm like, maybe that red shirt is still right. Uh, or it might be the best option. I'm not quite ready. I, I'm still struggling to get off bottom. And our guy here that was going to possibly start, he ended up tearing his um, ACL. So I'm like, oh, man, I guess I'm I'm in the lineup. Yeah. And even then it was like okay. a little bit, a little hesitation. They're like, oh, we're going to bring you on the road. And they did, and I lost my first two matches. And Snyder was, he was like upset at Manny. He's like, you ruined him. This is it. We just wasted a year. You know, and it's that that like that was it. I was like, man, I, I it was like a long weekend too. So we wrestled like two duels, and then we went to um, the Hershey Hershey duels back then. And I think I lost my first one, and I might have won the next two. And I was like, Phew, all right, I got to win <laughs> on this weekend. I ended up being seventh that year, so and taking like fifth at the Big Tens. But I had some good wins. Um, third at um, in Vegas at the or Cliff Keen, so um, as a true freshman. So it was just, again, I was just finding a way, chipping away there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, 
So seven, seven, third, third. But I, I, I would do it again. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, hey, can't, I don't know how these bad. guys are wrestling six, eight years or whatever in college. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, you know, I was gonna ask you. You did that internationally, where you? I mean, you held the spot down at seventy kilos for like what, six years. Yeah, six. I mean, you you were the you were the like how tough was that to hold um, for that long? So I mean, I think on college, and that's what makes USA wrestling so good. As much as people like to talk about folk style freestyle, mm-hmm. folk style definitely prepares and makes freestyle a little easier um and i think you you kind of look back and a lot of times those guys that are coming off the folk style season have a little bit better or more success um and that's kind of what geared it to me for me you know my my first team i'm coming out of college and then um 2015 i'm on the team but um then i'm also at jb here to train with um tyler burgers an incoming freshman um just it was just great time. Nebraska did a great job middleweight, so having those guys around me to train made it a lot easier. And then I was just still hungry. Um, and it was an, again a new thing like mm-hmm. freestyle. I in Jersey you don't you don't summer wrestling is non-existent really. You're really you're going to the beach. You're going <laughs> to cookout. You know. Um, when I was doing, when I was there, they just told me like, Hey, this, you know, you're, this is a takedown tournament. You go, come out, come on the team, go to Oklahoma duels or whatever. And you're just go out there and take someone down. I didn't, we didn't, I didn't train freestyle. I didn't know how to turn anybody. I didn't know a leg lace. Um, so I didn't get to really start training in freestyle. So I got to college. So they was like learning another, wow. not, not another sport, but you just, it's new, it's fresh. So it's not yeah. like getting burned out or anything. Um, so I had fun with it. And then you get to travel. So I had no, you know, I had no clue. You could, oh, you're going overseas. You're seeing different countries. It's just like, oh, all right, let's do it. And you get to see the international style. You're picking up new wrestling. You're learning. So I was like continuing to learn and I loved it. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, Six years, it's a long time to hold down the spot. People are coming at you, giving you, giving you their best. And and here you are, just hold them off. Did you um did you ever celebrate a whole lot? Like, you know, you seem so even keel. I'm just I'm no. No. no, and there's like there's that one, there's one picture, and I think I said it before, but there's one picture where like I'm like screaming. But yeah. I I literally did that just so I could have like a picture or like no kidding. I don't have any, you know, cele- celebratory moments or where I'm like emotion showing. But I guess I'm actually, yeah, no. For from you know the trials, it's just like you win, get your hand raised. Um, I like to save it to where I'm because it's not. It, yes, it's just me out there, but it when it's a lot that goes into it. So I like to save it to, with the celebration with those who helped me get there, you know, like we always have the socials or the, the after events. It's like, let me save my energy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so, I'm excited in a moment, but there's, there's just like, you know, it's like one of those things you, you weren't out there, you weren't shooting with me in the gym. So let me save it. Yeah. <laughs> for those people that were there with me when mm-hmm. I had fun with them. Um, 
yeah and i don't know it's it's uh different because i i will i will celebrate in the room i'll talk crap in the room <laughs> all day <laughs> uh, uh, the weirdest com- competitive person you've probably met but yeah yeah what um as you get farther here into your you know wrestling career now it's continuing uh, i'm curious what you work on you know i mean you're not drilling, you're not working on like how to do a single leg, you know, because you've been doing this for so long. So now that you've been involved and you've been wrestling on the world stage, you've made the biggest stages in wrestling possible. What do you work on during the off season to make sure you're still getting better? So, I mean, I, I did take my semi-retirement <laughs> and with, within that time, I feel like one, you're trying to convey your message or things that work for you, but then spending time around the those age level kids that are good. I mean, they 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 bring a lot to the table. They have some different technique. You you pick things up from other people, right? So add, mm-hmm. and then it's like, hmm, how can I add that to my game? How can I throw that into my wrestling. So I found myself kind of observing other wrestlers like, mm, I like what that, what you did there. How can I do that? Or man, you, you have such a great lefty little knee pull, but I'm a right leg. How can I implement mm-hmm. that into my wrestling? Um, and then obviously I, I, I'm not, I haven't won a world championships or anything like that. So there's definitely things that I still need to work on that I was doing. Um, but now with, with the new hip, um, I'm definitely feeling a little bit more capable of doing everything that I've envisioned in my head as far as moving my feet, staying engaged, staying in my stance, pressure forward. Um, and now just to not only keep doing that, but to build on it. And, um, yeah, try to add in the things that I picked up over my course of time coaching at USA wrestling and watching some international guys. It's, um, it's going to be a fun time. So I'm excited. And I've only, this is my, I moved back to Nebraska. So it's my fifth week out here, fifth week, kind of like full-time training. And I would say this is my actual first week of feeling good. Not like I'm, you know, barely getting through practice or anything like that. So mm-hmm. um, just get my timing back and I, I'm almost in that place again. Like, um, yeah, I'm starting over. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning. I'm building and uh, taking it one day at a time. So. Yeah. Do you feel sort of like a kid again a little bit? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm again, I, I, I feel like I picked up some, some things that I, I have yet to kind of throw out there into my wrestling, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to to try it. I'm excited to how can I get it? How can I add it? How can I make this of value to my wrestling, my craft? Um, and then, yeah, like I I wrestled with P Rob this afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. We had a lot of scraps, so just to be back with him um, and see how far he's come, how much better he's gotten. It's it's fun being in the room. Were you surprised a little bit by the outpouring of support when you decided, hey, I'm going to come back? I want I want to come back and wrestle. Were you a little taken aback by all the people yeah. who 
all right. Yeah, I'm we like this guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, I didn't think that people really appreciated my wrestling. <laughs> Maybe because you know, um, shoot, we we have a high standard here at USA Wrestling, and I made six teams but only have two medals. So I know people are like, man, this guy. We want this. We want to bring medals back. And now, obviously, you look at a guy like Zane. He went out there and he won a world title, and um, those are things that people want. So when I say, oh, I'm coming back, they're like, oh yeah. I'm like, wow, okay. I guess um, you guys aren't tired of my wrestling, so uh, I'm I'm happy about that, and I'm looking forward to you know continuing the path and wrestling not only domestically but internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, back in the Yeah, did did you you know Brock is heading out to U23s here soon? Um, you know, did you? Have you kind of given him any advice or talked to him at all about what it's like to wrestle on the world stage or, you know, what to expect? Have you kind of been um, in No, we've we've worked out and um, rolled around a bunch. I haven't really – we haven't really talked about international wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he's well-prepared. You know, Snyder's here, Terrell's here. Yeah. I think Snyder, Snyder's going over with him, so – and – um being that he's taken a mission before it's not like wrestling, but you know, he knows what international traveling is like. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's excited and he's a competitor. Um, I'm excited for him just because, you know, U 23 is really, it's a tough tournament that a lot of those countries send some of their senior guys. Some of the guys that went to the senior world championships will be at U 23. So it's a good, um, a test for an athlete, especially going into an Olympic year, to mm-hmm. see where you're at against the world. So it'll be good. I'm I'm sure not only Brock but the whole team USA is gonna they're gonna ball out. Yeah. Um uh, as we wrap up here, one of the things that stood out to me was, you know, when you decided to unretire and step down from USA wrestling and come into Nebraska, the ripple effect oh, it man. had in the coaching circuit. And I mean, basically, it all started with you getting a new hip. Like, yeah. what a new! You changed the like landscape, <laughs> college wrestling, a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, man, I. It's funny to think. I think we, we'll we'll need a little bit more time mm-hmm. to see how it plays out. You know. Yeah. Um. To see if we if it'll go to where we we think you know with the whole Coleman going to Oklahoma State and see how Rob Rob Cole does at UNC it's but yeah somewhere down the road they're definitely going to be like yep that guy that happened just because I'm like <laughs> oh man so, <laughs> I hope everyone has success out I, I I hope it it works out for everybody and it's you know a lot of moving parts. But that's we always talk about the transfer portal. We never talk about the coaching portal. Like people yeah. are on the move all the time, and it's it's really interesting to see. We kind of get lost with the athletes, but mm-hmm. those the coaches that are making the moves, and not only themselves but their families, it's like it's really interesting because sometimes it's yeah out of the blue. Like uh, Chris Ayers going to Stanford, you're like, oh, I didn't, never thought that guy was leaving, but when you know opportunity, right. so it's you definitely understand so. 
Yeah. Um, one last question for you here. You know, when uh, last thing when you talked about coming out of retirement, uh, a man by the name of Eric Schultz said that you wanted to come out of retirement just to be locker buddies with him. Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any, any truth to that? Man, uh, I used to, I think we used to share the little corner back when I was here. When I came back, though, I took, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the better side now. And I only say that because I'm over there, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, Schultz is funny, but we used to be locker neighbors way back when. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, down, he's at the land down under right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, on, a, he's on a honeymoon. I think Australia. Yeah. I mean, all the way over there. Yeah. Yeah. Got a good thing going here though. It's it's good yeah. to be back and um I'm glad, you know, like I said, it's the right time. It's gonna be a man, great season. So mm-hmm. I, I don't I I I'm excited for the guys. I'm I'm sure that they'll perform even better than I can imagine they will. So it's gonna yeah. be a good time they're for the wrestling. It is. They're they're set up to be a pretty pretty good team this year and and now that it's fun that you'll be along for the ride but you know as as i'm you obviously saw i think a lot of people are also happy to see you back on the mat you know um like yeah like good to you be held, back. You held down, yeah you held it down for six years you fended off some tough wrestlers i mean you were 70 kilos yeah i think uh, back, it'll be just it'll be fun i think people are just a little you know because even yeah, I, I just was wrestling with all this, with a lot of pain. So mm-hmm. um, I think people are excited for that just to kind of see, well, what's a, a healthier, I mean, I got a new hip. I can't say how much healthier I am, but <laughs> <laughs> a non-pain-free a James Green would wrestle like. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Back in it, back in it. Smoking the sky, this shit's on the hit like it's cracking it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, James Green, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget, check out my new website at Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. See you next time.